Hey guys, it's Dan here from uh, April 19th, 2021. And I just want to let you guys know that me and Antonio recorded this episode way in advance. Um, and we woke up this morning to find news that Sony actually reversed its policy on uh, closing the PS3 and PS Vita stores. So awesome. But yeah, we know that um, this is really irrelevant now. But enjoy the episode anyway. All right. Thanks, guys. Your pixel perfect podcast for all things gaming. Hey, it's your host Dan. And your co host Antonio. And a bit of a slow news week this week, guys, but uh, we're gonna kind of step back and kind of really look at one previous story in depth, and that's gonna be the whole Sony debacle over the PS3 stores and the whole um, issue with these shortages of PS5s and the idea that things are gonna be cross gen for a while, and that's probably okay. Yeah, a lot of this is going to revolve around like the whole like digital market space and just like the game interactivity. Yeah. And so, whatnot. yeah. In case you guys haven't heard, we found out that come August, that the PS3 and the PS Vita store are going to be closing permanently. Uh, they're going to be offline. I mean, that they they tried to like ease the pain by saying you'll still be download be able to download games you already own. Well, here's the, some bad news about that. I just found out. Um, certain games, you cannot, if you just download for the first time, you can't patch them anymore. They don't, you can't download the patches. Yeah. And that's like, that's the major thing for me is, yeah, the games are going to be available, but like, like the, the first game that came into my, my mind, which I'll admit, it's not a popular game anyway, but stuff like, I think it was Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, is it five, six? Oh, there was, there Uh, was, it's one of the Tony Hawk games. And the game on the disc is like the content on the disc is literally just a demo. And the entire game itself actually came in like a multi gigabyte day one patch. Ugh. So in killing the store, they have outright at least killed that one game. Which you know wasn't that popular anyway, but it's it's the, it's the fact of the matter. Well, I can I can give you two at least two games that are popular that you cannot update anymore, and these are big ones. Mm-hmm. Street Fighter Three Third Strike Online Edition, mm. and Tekken Tag Two. Oh, yeah, because online and- play doesn't tend to work with those. Uh... If you're not patched to the most recent one, no, no, no. Yeah, you if you unless you're patched the most current edition, you cannot play online. Mm-hmm. It won't let you. So oh. if you haven't downloaded those games yet and haven't already fully patched, you're fucked. Yeah, and and the, and the servers will still be up, but you can't access those servers. Yeah, you you're can't, not patched. You can't access them. Oh Jesus! Like this is fun. this is this whole like nail in the cob. Like, like this is the thing that constantly holds back digital releases like this is 
granted, this is one of the first major times where like this kind of thing is coming to play. This kind of situation is coming to play because you think, right? Online and digital marketplaces really started with things like the PS3 or the Xbox 360, right? Mm-hmm. Had, like Xbox Live and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And now, again, I'm not sure about how Microsoft did it with the 360 or if that's still going on or if they've like merged everything into the Microsoft store. I, I'm, I don't know. But I know Sony stuff and, and I know for a fact the PSN has been separated by uh, console, which you'd think is cool because, you know, oh, that means every console gets its storefront. But on the other hand, if the storefront's gone, that's essentially spelling the death of not just the entire, not, not just the digital marketplace console, but just everything in general. Like there, yeah, there are there are Vita developers that are scrambling to get their game released for like the thirty days or whatever that that are that it, the, it's going to be on just to get some money. Some other projects have been outright canceled because of it. Yeah, and uh, one more thing I kind of want to mention here is like some people have been doing tests on PS3 ba- um, clocks, if mm-hmm. and those things do have an expiration date. The moment those are done. Guess what? You cannot even play those games. You can't even play those games online, even if you were patched. Oh yeah, the CMOS battery. Didn't they also yes. have? Uh, doesn't the PS4 also have that too? Yeah, but it's more. Even if it, that were to go out, you can still play your games. Mm, okay. You know. You know what? This is kind of like going to lead to. What? People are going to go like, man, the Xbox 360 storefront sure is looking good these days because, hey, guess what? Those previous games I mentioned, they're available on the 360 and they're still available to download. Mm-hmm. And so that, uh, I mean, them are able to play on the Xbox Series X or Xbox One. Yeah, which kind of leads into our, our other, uh, one of our other subjects, backwards compatibility. You know, this is, so, this is, this yeah. is something that I've touted Microsoft for since they talked about the series x mm-hmm. the fact that the series x is backwards compatible all the way back to the original xbox now i want to pose an argument to you because i i kept on being heard online is do you feel that backwards compatibility should be a reason to not buy a ps5 that's a really really good question and honestly I, 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 the more I thought about it, the more I thought, like, no, it shouldn't be a reason you don't buy it. But it's, it can be a big reason, though. Like, that's, that's yeah. the thing. When, when the fact of the matter is, is that nowadays console exclusives are very few and far between. A lot of game publishers and game developers have realized that if you release this thing on multiple consoles, people, you'll, you're, all you're really doing is widening your net. Yeah, you know, you can get an exclusive deal with some things, and like sometimes, do you want to take that? I don't know, Epic Store game deal, but the the Epic for Store that year is a completely different story. Uh, that's a, that's a different story. But I can understand the, the getting taking you know extra money or what have you to be a console exclusive, but when you're able to just be like, oh yeah, no, we can sell copies of this on this and and copies on this console like there there reaches a point where people can probably more people more experienced in like economics can look at like oh here are the potential sales that we would make week one if we did a cross-gen launch 
and versus how much they're offering us for exclusives. Yeah, let's just go with the cross-gen launch because it's mm-hmm. more potential revenue or what have you. And sticking with the subject of package compatibility, the reason why I kind of have a hard time arguing against that is because, yeah, no, yeah, I if I wanted to, I, I would buy a PS5 because I want to buy play PS5 games. That's true. But the reason why it's also hard for me to move away from like previous consoles is just when I find out, see this shit like that where, oh shit, I can't play those games anywhere anymore because I can't play them on my current console, my previous console because eventually those things are going to be bricked. Yeah. Like looking at my, looking at the, at the Series X, like my, like I actually was really happy that I could do something like play Lost Odyssey. Like I don't have any old Xbox games, like original Xbox, but. I have a bunch of 360 games that I never had a reason to really play because we never turned on our 360 because it was an old console and it kind of ran slow. But now it's like, oh, I can just pop this game in on the Series X and fresh new file and get to experience this game without any issues. Hell yeah. And you can be, you, as, as somebody who's it loved Sony for multiple generations, including this one, you can... Bet your ass that if it was even just PS2 compatible, I would. I have several games upstairs that I would immediately drag down to either A, stream, or B, just play on my own time. Exactly. It's it's more of this the convenience of it. Just to be able to play all your old games on one simple console, especially for content creators like us. Yeah. I, like, I hate to be like to go down that route, but it is great for people who create or content online. Yeah. Like to be able to share because there's there's this whole like there's this whole market about playing different retro video games. Like there's there's somebody that I know that is playing the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time for the very first time. Like like now, like nowadays in 2021, which sounds absolutely crazy to a bunch of people, but hey, it happens. And it's like there are a lot of games on PS2 that people aren't aware of or people may not know of that i would love to share because they were a big part of my of my gaming history growing up Mm -hmm. and even if i had to rebuy these games digitally on the ps5 market i would actually kind of i would embrace that because at the very least oh well at least it's there it's an option yeah but no they don't even offer that like um, just the other, just the other day, or a couple of weeks ago, because I know I haven't, I haven't brought it, I haven't played Grand Blue Fantasy in a long, in a good while, because I'll admit that game is kind of dead right now, <laughs> even with the new DLC and stuff. I'm kind of <laughs> waiting for Strive, but, yeah. but uh, I got this hankering to play Vampire Savior, and I'm like, is there a way to play Vampire Savior on the PS4, or whatever? There is, but you need to get PlayStation now and then download mm. the PS3 game. And I'm just like, that's too much work. I well, no, like, you only able to download it, dude. Yeah, like I just want them to have even even if even if it was digital only, I would still do it because I'm I'm starting to be kind of okay with some digital purchases. Same, not not a not a full digital library i because i do still personally prefer to have things like my persona games or my yakuza games to have a physical yes copy if anything just for collector's sake whatever i don't mind popping in a disc you know but there are some things like monster hunter rise where it was like 
really hard to get a physical copy of it the day of. Surprisingly so. And then I'm just like, you know what? I know, I know for a fact I'm going to be playing this game like crazy. It's going to live on my Switch. I'm just going to download it digitally and and just that's what I did. Yeah, and just have it on my Switch, and that's and that's fine. It's it's the balance of convenience. I I like to buy digital games when there's something that I can look at and be like, yeah, you're going to be living on the console for a while, or like mm-hmm. you know, I want like you're. I'm going to be playing this game for at least a long time talking to a dude who plays a lot of indie games and for a lot of those those are digital only so mm-hmm. yeah there i am always i am open to the idea of digital collections it's just that when you're not offering that shit well here this is where it is this kind of this whole conversation for me is leading to is like to me this is the sony opening up the gates to the yar har fiddly days of piracy again oh yeah absolutely because when you when you don't have a when you don't have a legitimate method to play these games and people want to play these games, you can bet that they are going to find a way to get it legitimately yeah. or illegitimately. And speaking from yeah. somebody who back in the day was a PSP, was a PSP <laughs> extraordinaire. I cracked all of my PSPs and grabbed a bunch of ROMs. I had, I had Peace Walker like day two. That it came out because they cracked that shit really, really <laughs> easily. But uh, we got him. Go in. Go in. Got him. <laughs> I got the confession. <laughs> you have to money. Our, our two-year-long sting is finally gone. <laughs> you, you, owe, you owe Konami money. No, I owe Kojima money. I'm not giving a sh- fucking cent to Konami. <laughs> but nah, like, like it's. It, I was a broke college student. Whatever. Like, yeah, we get it. Piracy also opened up my eyes to other series that I have now legitimately paid for like Danganronpa mm-hmm. or yeah. like, you know, when, when you don't know if things are going to be translated, you get like fan translation patches and stuff. Like there that. is a reason why st- when the release of steam PC piracy dropped dramatically because they gave us an easy way to get these games. Yeah. You know, e- again, even if it is technically a digital storefront and everything, steam has been going really, really solid and it, and it shows compared to like like when you compare to the fight uh, the quote unquote fight against like Epic Game Store, just <laughs> how much of a titan that Steam has become. And admittedly, shit would fucking go down if Steam ever actually does go down. But I'll be Ooh. honest, I think nowadays it's gonna it's gonna take a bit. Steam's kind of just kind of grown beyond Gabe's hands. It is truly one of the elder gods of the digital game <laughs> storefront. Yeah, but it, like it, it, it's also just a very, very like you said, it's very, very convenient. There are a lot of people out there that don't mind paying for those kind of digital games, even if they're like five bucks. You know, given all the Steam sales and stuff, it's like, oh yeah, no, I could buy this game for like ten bucks, whatever. It's easy versus spending like two or three hours scouring pirate sites to make sure that you don't get a virus laden ROM and that your emulator <laughs> works exactly the way it is. Time is money. And when you give people that convenience, they're okay giving you money to save time. Who'd have thought humans are lazy. I'm one of and, them. Which is why, you know what, this is why I feel like also that come like in the future generations, I think we're going to see another shift of like, the favorable viewpoint go back to Microsoft with all this stuff they're doing. Especially, we 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 praise this so many times, so we're gonna praise it a few more times. The idea, the you know, this the um, ultimate Game Pass. Yeah, like it's because, 
it's an amazing deal. And why does it make it? Why is it better than PS Now? Is because well, you can download your games in case you go to an area with crappy internet. Yep, you can you can download them. Like the only the only downside is if the game leaves the Game Pass, then you need to buy it. Yeah, but, but I just if you, it's, if it's it, like do you get do you get mad if Netflix loses a show for a couple of months? No, you just and, find other shit to play. And and even then, like people who have Game Pass can still buy those games on the store and they actually get like a 20% discount if they really want to continue playing X, Y, and Z game. Mm. So like there's, there's still an incentive and like most of these games normally have a lifespan of like a year or so. So like if you're, if you're really into X, Y, Z title and you're really feeling it, like, and you were going to buy it anyway, there you go. And like, but because of that, I have like several games that are downloaded on my series X that are just like, I would have never played it. Like I would have never ever given Forza horizon Four a second look. Cause I'm just like, I'm not into racing games, but I tried it because of game pass. I'm like, you know what? It's there. Why not? I need a good racing yeah. game. I mean, I, I had, I played the medium for that whole, for a month and I hate, absolutely hated it. But the reason why I'm not like, unbelievably angry is because I didn't have to pay for the game. <laughs> Exactly. You're just like, there it is. You're, you're yeah. good. You're good. I hate it. <laughs> I hate, I want my time back. I feel like they, they owe me money. I didn't pay for it, so, you know. There you go. But, you know, and, and like with that alongside their very user-friendly things of like uh, cross-console play, like there's a lot of multiplayer games that you're able to play with players of like Nintendo Switch and stuff. They're a lot more open to cross-console and they also have this whole like cross- save thing where like if you play pc if you have a pc version of a game on the microsoft mm-hmm. store it's mm-hmm. not it's not even cross save you just log in and you're just like you can literally just pick up exactly where you left off without without any worry and like switch has that in a couple of games too my biggest one being hades where i've yeah. played hades on steam went plays hades on the switch it's fine there Good. seems to always be one particular outlier when it comes to stuff like this, and that has been Sony. Mm-hmm. Sony has always been on that island of like, I don't know if I want a multi multi console play. I don't want to play. Yeah, we people. don't need that shit. It's like, nah, man. Look, that was fine when like the PS4 started. Like, I don't even remember how many years. Twenty thirteen. Twenty twenty thirteen. That was fine when there was like a big console war back then, and the lines were clearly drawn. But nowadays, mm-hmm. it's beyond that. You have several games that are able to cross-play together. And for some reason, Sony's lobbies and everything are, like, not allowing it. Like, let me tell you, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus would see a lot more activity if it was Sony and PC lobbies. Sure, we might find some more hackers, admittedly, but whatever, hackers are going to hack. Like, let them do their everything. I mean, but, it's also it's one of the reasons why Street Fighter Five, despite its uh, rough like start and middle, it's still found life because hey, guess what? That crossplay is still a thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on, like, isn't wait? Is Strive also Strive's not a console exclusive? Is it? I know it's coming out on PC too. Yeah. So, like, I think Strive is going to also have cross lobbies. I think. I will fact check that right now. As you talk. Yeah. I'm not sure. I hope it is. Like, like, cause here's the thing, right? Game companies have been able to twist Sony's arm into getting cross console play. Big one, Square Enix, Final Fantasy 14. Out of the get go, they were like, no, this is an MMO. 
and literally everywhere, like PC controller or PC or PS4, it doesn't matter. You're all on the same servers and you're going to play by our rules if you want this title. And they, they managed it and it's done amazingly. And I want to say that that can, has helped contribute to the wide player base because there are people that prefer playing on controllers. I'm not mm-hmm. one of them. I, I play on keyboard and mouse like I've always I'm, have. I'm one of them as someone who just recently got in. I am totally a pad player. Really? How do you, no, I can, do you feel the like like is, does it just is it just that intuitive for you for just swap hotbars and use different abilities? I okay. Confession time, guys. I barely ever use my keyboard and mouse for PC gaming, even if given the, uh, especially with games like you know, uh, Final Fantasy or first person shooters. I I am a pad player at most points. So mm-hmm. the guy, just the idea of like switching over to keyboard, just feels weird to me. It mm-hmm. really does. <laughs> I joke on stream like. When people try to give me shit for like, why are you playing with a controller? Like, you're supposed to play with a mouse. Like, no, guys, this is for Photoshop. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> yeah, guys, why am I using a Photoshop controller to play first-person shooter games? God, that's uh, so weird. <laughs> but um, just to answer your earlier question, uh, Strive will be cross-play for PS4 to PS5, but not with PC. Not for PC. All right, no, well, it's... Yeah. At least they're not that crazy. At least Sony's let's, not that crazy. Let's uh, let's use that point to transition with the idea of cross gen right now because obviously it's hard to get a PS5 still, and from the looks of it, because of the chip, the cheap chip shortage, it's going to be hard to get a PS5 further on in the future. Which sucks, guys. You know, when I got that stim money, I thought like maybe I'll treat myself to a PS5. New, yeah. and I I refuse to us. Uh, um, reward a scalper dude real fucking talk one of my friends actually called me up one day it was like hey i got an extra ps5 like they were gonna scalp it they they were just like hey like i just need a friend who wants a ps5 and i'll sell it to you like at cost and and i fucking regret not taking it because then i would have bought it off of you dude dude i i honestly i would have because like again at that point i there i would i don't there's Still not any major reason for me to get a PS5 other than I know my PS4 is going to eventually go because it's literally a launch day PS4. Oof. And I'm just like, I, I kind of just want to upgrade and just play my PS4 games on the new thing. The reason why for me is because I really want to play the uh, FF7 remake Intergrade, and that's going to be PS5 exclusive. But oh, yeah. A lot's get... not meant to be, but despite that, I think Sony at this point is kind of accepting that fact, and that's why we're getting so many big games. We, we thought it was going to be a current gen exclusive still come out on ps4 we're still getting the the next horizon zero one game is still going to be ps4 which i thought would have been completely ps5 but no it's getting a ps4 version mm-hmm. and to me i think it's something we have to accept i mean yeah I, i'm always with the idea like let's hurry up and try to push on to the next console generation but when no one can get it please don't forget about us yeah. Um, and I did the, 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 the way I see it, I think I do think Sony kind of like jumped the gun with trying to launch the PS5. And granted, there's no way they could have foreseen a fucking pandemic happening. But yeah. hindsight is fucking 2020. Yeah. It's just one of those. Uh, I, I'm wondering if that's why 
Nintendo's being a little slow on the uptake to fully announce their uh, the PS their, the Switch their, Pro their Switch Pro well, that's like, because they don't want to cannibalize their sales. All of the yeah, well that too, but like all you know, like everybody, it's like it's the it's the worst kept secret in yes. in the gaming industry right now. But it's also like you like the Switch was already one of the like pandemic's hottest sellers because of and, titles like Animal Crossing. And as far as I saw, there wasn't an issue of like, well, I'm having a hard time finding a Switch. As far as I could tell during that pandemic time, or at least like deep in there, it wasn't that hard to get a Switch console. Would it be unless, a, a Switch Lite or a Switch? Unless you wanted one of the special ones. Yeah, unless you wanted special. the Animal Crossing one, then good, good, good fucking luck. Yeah. But uh, that's why I I think Nintendo probably was also looking at, at Sony going like, okay, well, we don't want that to happen to us. We want as many people to have this as possible. So that's the reason why they're being hush is because they want to really up production of it. That way they have a bunch of that stuff ready when it actually launches. Yeah, Nintendo's, Nintendo started to learn from their, uh, what is it? Less, less supply means more demand, like how they originally did with like Smash Amiibos. They realized uh... that there is a demand for it and to just... To just do it, because because otherwise they're they're not the ones good, that are actually getting the money. It's going to be scalpers. Yes, that are getting it. Yep, scalpers at marking up at like two hundred percent. Yeah, and uh, in case that isn't obvious, piracy is one thing that I'm like I can kind of understand. Fuck scalpers though. Seriously, if you're if you're if you're one of the people who scalps at like four hundred percent markup, go fuck yourself. Fuck fuck you. You will never ever get my money. No matter how desperate I am to get like a PS5, um, but you know what? I I'm I'm comfortable with the idea of like as long as like the next major titles I'm I'm gonna be able to play in some way or form, be it on PS4 or just get bite the bullet and get the PC version. I'm okay because like obviously I'm gonna be playing Resident Evil Village when it comes out. Well, I don't have a PS5, but I can still play it on PS4. And if Sony keeps their promises, I can upgrade to the PS5 version when should I ever get one soon. Yeah, and honestly, like I, that's something that I actually really applaud developers because that's something that's never happened before in in gaming. Like there, I don't remember there being something like that for PS3 to PS4. Or, no, God, no. You know anything like that? Because that was before. They'd be like, no, fuck really, you, pay for it again. Yeah, exactly. And several people did, but now they're like, you know, a lot of people are really ingrained into this one console, and you know they need maybe a little incentive to to upgrade to the new console of like and and being able to you know as, as buggy and crazy as cyberpunk's launch has <laughs> been i do have to give cd project red major points for being like hey you have the console version of ps4 you will get a free upgrade to ps5 no matter what here are the steps very easy very succinct and this is also after this is probably also before Sony went like, nah, we can't sell on that version anymore. Take it off of stores. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, like the the message there is at least good of like, you know, yeah. it's it's better than something like what EA's done or something where it's like, oh no, if you want to get the free PS5 upgrade, you need to buy the ultimate edition that's $90 with all the like, no. Don't pay all that. Just let people have free if they're right on the cusp of both. Yeah, so this has been a fun talk on just what's up with Sony and what's going on with current gen. 
I, I honestly do feel like we're going to be in this feeling for quite a while because I feel like this is one of the like biggest intermediary periods between consoles because I remember yeah. there being a very distinct line between the PS3 age and the PS4 age. Yes, and, like, the, the 360 versus the one, and and stuff like that. Like it was always like funnily enough around obviously more holiday season when when the launches came, but like you you generally had like all the people that could afford it day one would buy it day one and then you'd have that clear cut line of people who were previous gen and people who are the now the new next gen and guess what and then it would be like oh what games are coming out for the p uh, the, the new gen like oh all these games well what about for us guys still can't afford the pre uh new games like well um uh, good luck yeah here's this- uh Here's a Ratchet and Clank game. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Here's an indie game. But no, it's it's a very like they're still developing for the PS4. They're developing for the PS5. It's it's a very blurred line. And I think that goes hand in hand with the whole console war, I don't think exists in the way that it used to anymore. No, it, it the the battlefield is very different. Yeah. War has changed. Sorry. It's now it's now console games versus PC games versus mobile games. That's it's those three, pretty much. <laughs> All right. So on that note, let's just end the episode there. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of New Game Plus. If you like what we do, please leave us a comment or rating on wherever you listen to your podcast, be it Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. It really helps us grow with that algorithm. And if you really, really do like what we do, share with your friends. Let them know that you found this awesome gaming podcast. And don't forget to check out our other gaming, our other podcasts on the network. At, other gaming at, podcasts? No, we don't have any other gaming podcasts. Jesus Christ, I'm not adding a fifth podcast <laughs> to my plate. Fuck off. I'm already, <laughs> I'm already lacking sleep at this four. Um, but no, don't forget to check out our other shows on the network at the, at NGP Productions. You can find links to it on uh, Twitter. Spot, um, Twitter, Instagram, on Facebook. We have a YouTube channel that you can find there too. And hang uh, check out the Discord for on those platforms because yeah, you can hang out with me and all the cast members of all of our shows. But if you want to talk to us personally, uh, Antonio, how can people find you? You guys can find me streaming at twitch.tv slash AKL Trifecta, or you can hit me up on my socials, Facebook and Twitter, also AKL Trifecta, or check out my drum cover video on YouTube at youtube.com slash AKL Trifecta. And you can find myself at twitch.tv slash perpetual player one, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, YouTube also as perpetual player one, and um, on Twitter as at perpetual player because, again, that weird one character limit. So close. So close to like a perfect trifecta. Uh, uh, no way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can play more than three, but. I will copyright strike you to hell, Mac. Well, on that note, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. And until the next episode of New Game Plus, stay safe, stay indoors, and we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Take care. <laughs>